0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6:30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X. on Oilers Radio. 6:30, Chad. Number two of Oilers now. It's 106 in Edmonton. Um, The Oilers, obviously, in this COVID world, did not hold a traditional, some called it garbage bag. It's more of a football term for an end-of-the-year exit interview with some of the players. Uh, That will actually occur tomorrow. Uh, The Oilers will make uh, Connor McDavid, Darnell Nurse and Connor Yamamoto available uh, tomorrow so uh, we'll be hearing from some of the players I mean obviously they made them available immediately following the loss in game number four as well second hour of orders now is brought to you by Digitex who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software we are going to head off to a River Creek resort and casino hotline for Canadian Power Pack Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service electrical prefabrication and solar a man that has had to evaluate uh on more than one occasion disappointing end results. He's also had a very positive end result to his uh management career now currently with NHL Hockey and Rogers for Canadian Power Pack. Uh, we welcome back to the show Brian Burke. Hello, Brian. How are you doing?
1: Good,
0: Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, how much does it suck to be in the position of Ken Holland right now where you have a team that had a pretty good year during the regular season, this bizarre situation with COVID and the pandemic and the shutdown, and then you come back and your team just doesn't get to the level and it disappoints, uh, and, and you know, and obviously is, is very frustrating to a, a fan base that really cares about its hockey club? Well,
1: first off, I mean, it's twenty twenty so much has gone wrong this year for so many people are having the worst year of their lives, and it's kind of like you're waiting for like I said before the Tampa Bay game two days ago, we'll have a three overtime game today, I bet, and they had a five so i look at I watch the series closely um, I think the disappointment would be that Ken Holland added some pieces to improve the depth of the team, and then the strength that the team has really let them down in the play-in series in my view. Their special teams had been special all year. They were just okay in the play round. Their goaltending had been special all year. It was just okay. And then, and I know it's stupid to talk about luck, but I think hockey players know how many pinball goals went in that series. So there's, a, there's all a lot of things. I thought their two big guys were terrific, but uh, defense wasn't great. Goaltending was just okay, and special teams just Okay.
0: Brian I didn't dig the clip up but after the trade deadline uh you were one of, and, and look we we have Brian Lawton on Wednesdays Brian we have Louie and yourself and George on Thursdays we have Elliot Friedman uh doing the show on Fridays uh John Shannon who's been around the game for a long time we have Spec on the show you were one of the guys that wasn't necessarily sold that there'd be a huge impact from the trade deadline acquisitions between Athens U uh Mike Green and Tyler Ennis. in fact I think you said you thought Innes might be the guy that could help the orders the most. You were right. Uh, it, Innes was the guy that helped the orders the most, as it turned out.
1: Well, I love when you bring up stuff that I got right because I'm wrong so often. So thank you. Um, no, I, I didn't like the, the additions and or the price tags for them, but that's uh, that's not the reason they didn't advance. It's just I think you're right. The pause, they, they had it going. Special teams, everything was going. Yeah. Dave Tippett at them playing hard. Everything was going right. And then the pause, and then they didn't get back to the same degree of sharpness. So I still think they're headed the right way. Um, I still think they've got the right guy coaching and the right guy running the the front office. So uh, I think the future is bright. It's just tough right now to see. That.
0: Well, one of the things I would say just with the trade deadline, I think the pause plays a factor in that. I think players need a time to get settled in. Like I look at Athanasiou, and he had an opportunity, right? And just didn't impact the series. And if he scores a goal at a critical time in Game Three and Game Four, we could be talking about a an Oilers team that potentially, you know, gains some momentum and and, and we're we're having a different conversation. Ennis got hurt. That hurt Edmonton when he got knocked out of the lineup. Mike Green made a personal choice. Nobody's going to think he'll love it. Uh, that the point is that you know sometimes. When you when you're adding, you know you have to be. You got to do something. Like I think if you're the manager and you got Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl having terrific years, you got to do something. And they tried to do something, and they kind of got derailed as a result of the the shutdown and everything else. Uh, you pointed to the goaltending, special teams, t- team defense. Can Edmonton come back, Brian, with the same two goalies? Can they come back with Smith and Coskin? And Coskin has got two years left at four and a half.
1: Well, they're, they're coming back with cost of it. I don't know, but I think Mike Smith was good for them this year. It was a good tandem. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know they have one goaltender, the Air Force kid that they're playing in Bakersfield. Uh,
0: yeah, Starette. He got hurt and uh, is not likely to come back to the organization. So okay, so they I got, don't know what they have there. They don't have. A, they don't. They're going to need to sign, an, no matter what, an a, a quality. They might have to go with a one way contract. They're going to have to bring somebody in that's got some experience as a number three. But they don't have a push coming right now. Uh, they're a couple years away from impactful goaltenders coming up through the minors, Brian. So they're probably going to have to go outside the organization. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, if they don't bring Smitty back. But uh, you know, I thought he was good for them. They have to. He's getting up there, but he's a gym rat. I mean he's a freak, so Right. Maybe maybe that works. I don't know. I don't know why. I haven't talked to Kenny about it at all. I haven't talked to him since they're eliminated, so Okay. Uh
0: you're a big Adam Larson guy. Clefbaum and Larson they didn't and again they came from Europe. And I'm not sure. they got here a little late. Uh they came from Europe. Did they have to quarantine? I'm not sure how I just know that the the defense is it fair to say in your opinion the defense didn't get to the level you you thought they could get to? Not even close.
1: Not even close. And I think you know the suites never shut down, and a lot of them came back late. And I, I think it was the guys that got in early and got into phase three early. Those teams uh, tend to be doing really well, in those players. Right,
0: and there's perhaps a lesson in that. Um, you said something. You said your big dog. You, you, you didn't see a problem with McDavid and Drysaddle.
1: No, I, I can't. I can't imagine anyone hanging on this on them.
0: Well, there's actually a couple guys that have suggested the owners didn't get the requisite leadership out of McDavid and Drysdale to win the series. They weren't going to win the series. Uh, I think that's a little, well, I, I think it's complete BS, but that's my opinion. People are allowed to have their own. So I found that a little surprising because I don't think the owners are a finished product from a uh, you know a team-building perspective, Brian.
1: Well, for the best part of my leaving Alberta was not having to watch Connor McDavid or Leon against, play against my team every night. That was the best part. I, I loved women in Alberta. I was really sad when I had to leave. But I don't miss watching Connor play against my team or Leon. And I thought they both – Connor was explosive and dangerous right from the get-go. Leon was really good. I, I don't know how you hang this on them.
0: Yeah. Uh, you said something about bounces and luck. <laughs> yeah. Does, does a manager have to factor a little bit of that in? Like this was such a crazy year with everything that's going on in the world. You know, the league shut down for four months. The team, Brian, the team took a substantial improvement in points percentage. They went 25th to 12th. They went 20th to 14th in goals for from 25th to 15th in goals against from ninth to first on the power play from 30th to second on the penalty kill. And from 27th to 14th on save percentage. Uh, um, uh, that's that's a big step forward during the regular season. So how do you equate the regular season improvement with the disappointment of a short-term playoff series?
1: Well, I don't. If I go to my owner and say look, there, we are going the right way and we're going to continue the, the, the same plan that we're on. We're not going to alter it just because we weren't good for four games or five games in a in a weird year in a jury-rigged playoff system and in a bubble and without our fans and no, to me, I'd say, look, we got to stay the course here. We're going the right way. We're going north fast. Uh, I'm not happy with the way we played. It's obvious their defense needs an upgrade or a change. Right. Other than that, no, I, it, it's a positive year. And I, I don't – people should know this. I don't get paid by the Edmonton Oilers. And they don't tell me what to say. If I thought that they deserved the beating, they, they'd hear it. Everyone, in, I went after the Leafs pretty good here. Same thing, I'm a season ticket holder. I, I just call it as I see it. I don't think their defense played well enough. But when I say played well enough, I'm not saying they're not good enough, but they didn't play well enough. And, and and the experts in the in the studio here picked up on that right away and said this would be the difference between the two teams is Edmonton's defense isn't playing well enough. Yeah. So I thought, you know, they got Bear's going to be a hell of a player. And they've got a couple good pieces there. It might be time for a change of scenery for a couple guys.
0: Are you, so you're referring to like a Larson or one of Nurse or uh, Nurse or Clefbaum?
1: Yeah, any one of the above. I like all three of them, so I'm not picking on anyone. I think, you know, Darnell Nurse gives a component that really makes their team different, I think, in terms of the mobility and the hostility. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, something. I think it's time to – it's so hard to make trades when you're in cap trouble, but it might be time for a change of scenery.
0: Is Edmonton in a different spot than? I mean, a lot of people look at the top end skill of the Oilers and the top end skill of the Leafs. The Leafs have lost four straight opening round series. I mean, this whatever you want to call the qualifier, it was close with Columbus. That was like that to me. Columbus was the wrong team for Toronto uh, because of how they play. But is the Toronto situation different than what what's occurred here in
1: Edmonton? for you well you've got what well you got 20 plus million dollars tied up in your top two forwards they've got 40 tied up in their top four here i think they're way more handcuffed here yeah now i think austin matthews is going to end up being as good as any player in this league and john tavares is a marvelous player so they, they've got a good one two punch and miss yep. is a hell of a player and a hell of a kid and kneelander's at seven million it's just too top heavy you've taken too much money out of the out of the till and you can't pay the rest of the workers so I don't think they're the same. There's some similarities, but I don't think they're the same. The one thing that they share in common is they need to upgrade their defense.
0: Yeah, is there a trade there between the two teams? Could
1: Toronto That's use a guy team. like could, a,
0: could Toronto use a guy like Larson? Um, you know, if the Oilers are looking for a little bit better mobility in the back end for a player of the ilk like Andreas Janssen or captain uh, because I don't want to go down the lander path. I don't like the, that $6.9 million for him. For me, is pro- is problematic, Brian.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the guy, I think they're, those might be fits. Those guys are both good players that you mentioned from here. Um, I think Larson's a really good player. I think he's uh, he didn't have a great year, but I think he's a really good shutdown guy. They're... Um, there,
0: there could be a fit there. Okay. Uh, has the game, I mean, I, I know the game has changed. You built this heavy team in Anaheim that used to beat the snot and scare scare everybody. Uh, but, you know, St. Louis won with heavy hockey last year. Boston made it to the final. They can play it that way. Washington won a cup and they could get, they could play like Vegas, uh, I, I think Vegas is going to steamroll Chicago just so everybody's aware. Um, and I actually think this is going to, people are going to say, Stauffer, you're out to lunch. I think Vegas would have brought a better game out in Edmonton than Chicago did because you can't help but be engaged if you play Vegas because they're coming at you and you better be ready to play and I think Chicago played a little bit of rope-a-dope against they played a quiet soft game against the Oilers. but on that on that note, uh, you like, uh, you know, it's interesting, right? St. Louis and Boston didn't look good in the play-in game, in sort of that round-robin games, Brian, and you look at Vegas and <laughs> Colorado, they do it differently, but they both look ready to go.
1: Well, it's funny because uh, you watch these round-robin games, and I watch Boston, and they look pretty lifeless. And then last night they started on time. They dropped the puck, and they were ready to play. Yeah, I saw Tampa, who who looked okay, uh, looked okay in the playing games. They started on time. St. Louis to me started on time, even though they lost the game. But uh, Dallas just looked sleepy to me, and and slow start, two lucky goals. I mean, but I think you're right in Chicago. I think Vegas is going to steamroll, and I think Montreal's in trouble too, even though they had a nice close first game.
0: Brian, was the purpose of the NHL lottery to allow a team like the Rangers? to end up getting the number one overall pick?
1: Uh, you know this is a, a, a sore topic for me. <laughs> uh, I'm a big booster of the NHL, and I think they get almost everything right. But this one, they didn't get right, and it's really wrong, and it's it, it's a competitive edge to it. it. It affects competitive balance in the national hockey league. And I can't believe that, they, that no one besides me screams and yells about this. So there's two parts to my solution. One is there should only be five teams in the draft line. We have to have a lottery because teams tank, we get it. Right, right. But there should be the fewest number of teams that you need to fix the problem. That would be five for me. This year, seven because seven teams were left out. Sure. Seven teams in. And then only those seven teams are eligible to, to pick first. And then if you pick first, like Edmonton did, you can't pick first again for three years. Now, I don't know a single hockey person I've talked to that doesn't say, man, you're right about the lottery. It's so, all, don't tell me I'm right. Scream at the league. Like, it's a joke that a team, this guarantees the New York the New York Rangers are going to be the highest team projected point total for 82 games to ever win the lottery. Right. So they're going to they're pick over 10, 12 teams that, you know, they're on pace for 92 points. They're going to pick over 8 to 10 teams. They would have finished blow in points. So I understand why we have a lottery, but a team shouldn't be able to move up that much.
0: Well, uh, a lot of people say this happened because the orders got mcdavid in 2015 that was a major contributor and Oilers ended up with four number one picks in six years they didn't win the lottery every year people forget in nugent hopkins year 2011 new jersey won it in fact new jersey's moved up a bunch over the years and now so too of the rangers look at coco last year they got him in two oh
1: they I know it's, uh, and you should only be able to go to the buffet table once
0: Well, some would say that uh, that would be a reoccurring theme in my life, that maybe I went to the buffet table too often. Brian, as always, we appreciate your
1: time. My pleasure.
0: Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We're on Twitter, at now You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore stopper, Brendan at Brendan Escott, Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. And our Ashley Fine Floors text line is where we're going next. Ashley Fine Floors, providing you winning results for over 35. Five years, you can text us at 780-496-0063. 122 in Edmonton, you're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 125 in Edmonton, Japanese Village Open to serve you at any of their five Edmonton and area locations. Uh, they've got Alberta steak, they've got great seafood. It's cooked right at your table. Visit... Uh, Japanese Village with reservations online at jvedmonton.ca Don and his staff at Japanese Village will take care of you. And we'll tell you that uh, cars cost less than Wetasquin, but we all know outstanding customer service is the key to business as well. Brent Ridge Four is a nine time president's diamond award winner for customer satisfaction they'll provide you with outstanding service at the time of the purchase and they'll continue that standard after the sale as well so let uncle melt rich johnny in the game at brent ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com to the ashley fine floors text line Haji has text the show two things bob i've never seen a playoff series with so little as intensity and emotion as the Oilers and the Hawks. The Oilers were way too easy to play against, as evidenced by the Hawks players camping out in front of the Oilers' nets, uh, and Oilers' net, rent free this led to several deflection and or screen goals i remember gretzky's comments after losing to the islanders and walking by the dressing room it was at that point he realized what it took to be champions the islanders players look like they went to war the orders team needs to learn how to elevate their entire game in the playoffs this was such a strange year for me such a strange year I think Chicago came in here. They didn't have any toughness in the lineup. Zach Smith was hurt. Uh, Andrew Shaw was hurt. There was very little intensity. Um, I mean, they didn't have a lot of guys getting in. And, I mean, Brandon Saad, I guess, bumped a couple people. Uh, Doc obviously flattened Ennis, but Ennis, you know, got got caught in the rut on the play. Um, it was not a physical series. Like, there wasn't any bumping going on. That's, that's a fair assessment. Um Coach Mike says, Bob, uh, why would this organization take any team lightly? What have we accomplished in the last 14 seasons from Coach Mike? I don't think the orders took the Hawks lightly. I think there was some nervousness because of the Hawks' leadership ability. Like, you take a look at what happened in game one, and you, you, the orders were awful the first two shifts. Then they get on a power play, then they score right away and they're up one nothing. And then uh, right after Clefbaum had a brutal giveaway and Smith made a save, then Smith, instead of settling the play down, gives the puck up. And Dylan Strome, the only thing he did all series was bank went in off Smith and we're tied at one and then the others were just they were rattled. And I, I don't think it was over. Oh, you know, overlooking Chicago or thinking they could just, I just, there was just something about what happened here. Their, their defense never got to the level that they needed to get to. You heard Brian Burke, like Clefbaum and Larson, that's your top pairing. They weren't a top pairing. Um, and then some guys tried, to, you know, I think Darnell Nurse, when he struggles, he tries to do too much. And I think the key to playing good defense is less is more. So. Uh, <laughs> Again, Texas us at 780 Dave, I'm going to leave this. Dave's got some criticism for me. Bob, seriously, you say you're not going to sugarcoat things and you proceed to sugarcoat things the rest of the show. Your best players cannot go minus up against other teams no matter how many points they get, which is what happened. You keep putting down other media guys for saying that you probably uh, would say uh, if you were not employed by the Oilers. Every year you say it's on the shoulders of the management before and that we're improving. Have patience. Other teams have managed to become really good without uh, without being gifted less. This organization is still broken Dave goes on to say we are the best losers in the business and seem quite contented players included for the love of God stop seeing a player be the first to admit it if it doesn't mean squat I gave up my seasons two, uh, two seasons ago and I'll be giving up my sports net package too that's from Dave Dave you made your decision go away you don't have to listen to the show Okay, and if you actually think Vancouver, did he see Vancouver has become really good? I think Vancouver's good. I don't think they're really good. I don't think they're Vegas good or they're Colorado good. So, bottom line, the team didn't get it done in the playoff. There were lots of reasons why. I and for the record, he, you said your best players cannot go minus. Well, McDavid and Drysaddle weren't minus just remember that off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell back with George LaRock hey thanks for the text Dave have a nice day this is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.